Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome back to r slash pro revenge, where many of you come to get your dose of satisfaction by listening to stories of people getting what they deserve. In this episode, there's going to be three stories. The first, you'll hear how OP deals with a psycho who speeds through a residential neighborhood with children playing. The second story, OP and his buddy deals with a freeloading friend and ends up leaving her stranded. And the last story is a good old story of OP getting back at his boss for purposely blocking his promotion. I hope you guys stay for the tales today and do hit that subscribe button for future stories. Let's get into it. This first story is titled, Aggressively speed through a residential neighborhood? Now your car is wrecked, and it's your fault. So, this was quite a few years ago. One day, my kids were skating in a quarter pipe, when this truck comes around the corner with a bubba driving, and he sees my daughter come off the quarter pipe, and instead of slowing down, he floors it, and rips past my house, still accelerating, while yelling something about, keep off the road, you dumb kids. The following weekend, I'm out mowing my lawn, and I see this guy coming, so I walk out to the edge and try to wave him down to talk, and Baba floors it again, laughing like a maniac as he goes flying by with his engine redlining. This guy is a nut. So I go to the hardware store, and picked up three of those three-foot orange safety cones, and put a sign on each of them that says, Slow down, residential neighborhood, kids at play. A few days later, I come outside and find the cones have been run over. I already know who done it. I'm pretty pissed off, like really angry. And in that anger, I came up with my most brilliant plan. I went to the hardware store and purchased three new cones, along with some cement and steel rebar. I filled those orange cones with rebar and cement and let them set. After the cones were ready, I put them back out on the side of the street by my house with the same three signs as before. And it didn't take long. Two days later, I'm in my garage tinkering and I hear that damn truck engine revving up as the bubba goes pedal to the metal. I look up just in time to see his truck steer towards the shoulder to purposely run over the cones. And damn, it was the most beautiful sight like none I've seen before. He hit the first cone with his bumper, and the cone fell forward and rotated the base up towards his engine block and actually lifted the front of the truck upwards. And as his front passenger wheel made direct connection with the second cone, he launched his truck up even higher in the air. The third cone also made a direct hit on his right tire suspension, and his truck came down to a screeching halt. There were fluids running out from under his truck, and his passenger tire was angled inwards at a 90-degree angle. Bubba was pissed off and started screaming about how I wrecked his truck and how I'm gonna pay. I yelled back and said, Well then, let's call the cops and get them out here to make a report, and you can tell them how you were racing down the road and intentionally running over safety cones. 
or I can call you a tow truck. Which one will it be? And we called a tow truck, and I never did see Baba drive down my street anymore after that incident. I was worried he'd try to get revenge, but nothing ever happened, and we moved out a couple of years later. Guys, I'm not very familiar with the law, but in this case, would OP have been held liable for any damages that he caused to Bubba's truck? I mean, you shouldn't be running over traffic cones anywhere anyway, right? But could Bubba have sued him and won because OP knowingly filled the pylons with cement with the intent to cause damage to someone's vehicle? I'd love to know, so please leave your comments down below if you know the answer to this. This next story is titled, Friend Wants a Free Camping Trip. We Leave Her Stranded. So this story will be about my friend Frankie. Frankie was this dirty hippie type. She wasn't a full-blown thief per se, but she was the type that would steal the change out of your cup holder, or off your dresser, or snag cigarettes out of your pack when you weren't looking. She'd also borrow $5 and never pay it back. She'd also put a drink on your tab at the bar and act like she paid for it. Petty stuff like that. She wasn't exactly liked, but she was tolerated for whatever reason. So me and a couple of buddies had this road and camping trip planned for months to Colorado. Frankie finds out at the last minute and begs to go. We say, no way, the car will already be packed to the gills with three guys and all of our camping gear. She begs and begs and says she just needs a ride to Denver. She doesn't want to go on the actual camping trip with us. She says that she'll split the gas evenly and even bring a half ounce. We're young and broke, on a shoestring budget for the trip, so having her split for gas is pretty tempting, and we reluctantly agree under a few conditions. One, we see the money and the weed before she gets into the car. Two, she takes a shower. And three, no BS once we get to Denver, as she was notorious for pulling stuff like, Oh, take me to the bar you're going to. So-and-so's gonna be there and he owes me $20 just to find out that he's conveniently not there. So the day comes. We pull up to wherever she was staying for the night. She comes out and we ask her to show us what she promised. She pulls out a fat bag and $60 and we say, okay. She says to give her a couple of minutes to get her stuff and she'll be back. She comes back with a little backpack and we shoehorn her in. After we get an hour or so out of town, we ask her to twist one up out of the bag. She agrees and pulls out this skimpy eighth. We ask what happened to the bag, and she says she split it up into eighths, in case we needed to sell one along the way. First fill up. We all pitch in. She flips out a five, and it's all good. Next fill up. She's pulling out singles and a handful of quarters. The next fill up. She says, oh my god. I lost all my money and all of those other eighths of weed that I packed. We all realize the ruse and somehow silently agree that we'll get her to Denver, drop her off, and go on with our vacation as planned. Fast forward and we're entering Denver city limits. We ask where she needs to go and she pops out something super generic like 124 Oak Street. We say okay, call her friend and tell us how to get there as this was way before GPS. She says she doesn't have her number, and she was told that she could just show up. So, we smell the BS, but we stop at a gas station, look at the local map, and figure out the way to this place. We end up at 124 Oak Street, and it's a really nice area. $500,000 houses style nice. 
We're all pretty much internally laughing as we search for 124, knowing it's a joke. We find it, and she gets out of the car with her bag and asks us to wait a bit just in case her friend isn't home. We laugh again as this middle-aged well-to-do guy answers the door, sees our beater car in the driveway with this dreadlocked hippie girl knocking at his door. We don't know what he said, but she gets back to the car and has some story about how they just bought this house a week ago and her friend moved out. It's a complete joke at this point, but we play along and ask what we should do. She says something along the lines of, let me just finish the camping trip with you guys. My friend owes me $100 when I get back. I'll give you guys every penny, along with a huge bag of weed for all the trouble. We all know this is BS, but somehow, without talking, we agree that she's gonna learn a lesson here. We say okay and head out. We start talking about the first campsite on the list, and I say, if we're all gonna be sharing a tent together for the next few days, we all need a shower first. Let's hit this truck stop. Frankie doesn't have any money, so we all came up with a handful of quarters for her to use. I say we'll all meet at the diner next door when we're done, and she says something like, Oh yeah, I would love some pancakes right now. That would be so great. I'm starving. Um, I need to remind you guys that she has no freaking money at all. This was the icing on the cake. All this BS, and now you expect someone to buy you pancakes. And you also expect to mooch off our camping food. I don't think any of us had to say a word. The minute she disappeared for the shower, we all went back into the car, gathered up whatever miscellaneous stuff she had around, and left it with the counter lady, telling her who it belonged to, along with a note that said, You got your ride to Denver. We took off, and we never looked back. This was in the days before cell phones were prevalent, so we had no idea. This was a lesson that she needed to learn, that you can't just lie and manipulate people your whole life and get by with it forever. Now she was stuck at a truck stop a thousand miles from home, penniless, all because she thought she could get a free Colorado camping trip out of us, along with pancakes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh my goodness. Frankie seems like a real piece of work. I mean, driving to Denver and faking that she had a friend, faking an address, and actually ringing the doorbell to make it seem like she actually knew the person who lived there. And then they mysteriously sold their house a week ago. (laughs) Oh my goodness. She needs a damn award for this horrendous acting. 
But I hope she learned her lesson that she got back home fine and she never pulled any of this stuff again. This last story is titled Boss Blocks My Promotion, so I block his job. For background, I work in a very competitive part of the service industry. It's a large enough community, but at the same time, it's small enough where someone somewhere in the industry knows you, so it's important not to burn bridges, as one day you may find yourself in a disadvantageous position. I was in my position for a good three years as middle management. No callouts, never late, always stayed after work to help my team out, worked on projects that belonged to my bosses, etc. And one day, I had gotten into a car accident. I was working the night shift and it was raining, and this is important later in the story. I was unable to go into work as my car was undrivable and I had to wait for a tow truck, insurance, and trying to find a ride late in the night was very difficult. At the time, my director had been let go and there was a bloodbath, pretty much a pissing contest to see who would get his promotion. For hierarchy purposes, it's my director, my direct bosses on all the same levels of authority, then me. One of the direct bosses, let's call him Dick, decided that he was getting the promotion and started shaking our department. He started restructuring projects, changing people's shifts, taking credit for other people's work. He was a real pain. About a few weeks of this, he had decided to switch me from morning shifts to night shifts. I didn't make a stink because we were very short-handed and the team needed help as we had newer members who had children and I understood how this could affect their life. Fast forward a few more weeks, and I get into a car accident, which made me call out. This didn't sit well with him, as I had made the team suffer, because according to him, I was irresponsible. I didn't think much of it, since I knew it was stressful, and people tend to say things that they don't mean under stress. Soon after that, I met some higher-ups from another department. They offered me a job in a new venture the business was exploring. I was a good candidate because of my work experience and work traits. Of course I agreed, as this would be a promotion in position and salary, plus my network of contacts would put me in a better position to grow even further. I went through a series of interviews and was given the opportunity to take the position. I signed my paperwork and shook the hand. A couple of days later, HR called me, saying the position was rescinded and that it shouldn't come as a surprise. I was shocked, and I asked for a meeting to understand the decision. So cue the day of the meeting. I walked in, and HR is sitting in the meeting room with Dick. After the standard greetings, etc., Dick explains that he blocked my promotion because I had an attendance issue, which was the one call-out due to my accident. And HR chimed in saying that this shouldn't deter me from applying again in six months. Okay... I accepted defeat because I still needed my job and I didn't want to paint a target on my back. A couple of days later, a friend of mine that worked close to Dick had told me that he had made a comment that he didn't want to fire me because I would leave the night shift uncovered and no one would easily accept that shift. I was furious but decided not to act on it as I explained earlier it's a small enough business. A few months later, our competition company opened up close enough that a few people left my company to go there, and I was one of them. I was hired by an amazing boss who I'm still friends with years after. He offered me a great position and a huge raise in salary. For hierarchy purposes, it was my boss, then me and my counterpart, and then our assistants. 
I had heard through the grapevine that Dick had gotten rejected from the director position at my old company and was leaving the company. About a week or so later, I was looking at new hires with my boss to fill out my counterpart position. My boss calls me and says, Hey look, this guy comes from the company you came from. What do you know about him? To my delight, I saw Dick's name. I had been hiring people to the assistant positions from the previous company, so I guess Dick thought that he was next. I told my boss the story about how Dick blocked my promotion, how he was a dirty scumbag and wouldn't fit the team. We didn't even give him an interview. Looking back at it, we should have given him the interview and just said no. That would have made it sweeter. Like I said, don't burn bridges if your industry is small. OP, you totally should have given him that interview, gave him the offer, wait for him to accept it, and then freaking rescinded the offer last minute, and then met with him to let him know why he didn't get the job. Guys, and that wraps up this episode of r slash pro revenge. If you missed the last episode of r slash pro revenge, OP's dad disowns his brother and ruins the family, and OP's mom exposes his stolen valor after 25 years of him faking being a military veteran. So tune into that video if you missed the stories, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.